Welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to help you fall asleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is put aside your racing thoughts or your overthinking, get in bed, turn off the lights, pull off the covers, and press play, and I'll carry you off into dreamland. You can find older episodes on iTunes or on our website, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. If you need to get a hold of us, it's feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com or on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. If you like what you hear, please spread the word. Let a friend know, a co-worker, a relative, anybody. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm here to help you fall asleep. We're back. It's Tuesday. It's time for Trending Twitter Tales. Totally time for Trending Twitter Tales on Tuesday. Before I get to the trending Twitter tales, but I want to take a second to um, send some positive energy out to someone who actually took the time to review us on iTunes. Hack to Bits is the iTunes name. Who's in? Seems to be in the hospital, and I, I I want all our listeners, if we could do something, and just take a, a second and send positive energy or prayer or vibrations, or if you do have any powers like the Force, um, to Hack to Bits way. And I'm not sure what's going on with Hack to Bits. I mean, maybe that's why what's going on with your iTunes ID. But thank you. I mean, the fact that the podcast is helping you when you're in the hospital is very gratifying. But the fact that you reviewed the podcast while you were in the hospital or right after you got out of the hospital or whatever uh, makes my voice gravelly, which means there is some um, suppressed emotion attached to it of thanks and gratitude and hope that everything's working out or will work out for you. So thank you for taking the time. And on behalf of our entire audience and the Sleep With Me family, um, get well. Okay, so I'm going to pause the podcast here. I don't know how I'm going to edit this, but that happened last trending tour to tales of Tuesday. All right, so I'm going to look stuff up on Twitter. I will take a screenshot so you believe me, and um, I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. It's uh, when I was on Twitter, it's 522 Pacific Daylight Time. And that's it. Let's, oof. Hmm. Okay, one, two. Okay, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown here. One, two, three, four. Four things I definitely know, but three all say the same thing in different ways. All right, let's do this thing. All right. Once upon a time, there was a bunny rabbit named Terry. Technically, the full name of the rabbit was Terry Richardson. What's interesting about bunny rabbits is that they they don't um they don't follow the same naming conventions as humans. So Terry is actually the name of the um the fabric that the uh, bunny rabbit was born on. In this case it was a terry cloth robe that its mother gave birth on. And so the first name is from like, so if you were born at Egg Crate, huh, you, you might be Egg Crate, or you could just be Egg, or you could be Crate. 
So this, but this baby was born Terry. And I guess she could have been Terry Cloth, but this particular mother chose just Terry. And then the the second name, I think we humans call it a surname, maybe I don't know, family name. If we were, you know, if we were landed gentry, it would be something. But you know, I'm no historian. But the Richardson is from. Uh, uh, the second name is actually a, a, a closely held secret by the rabbit community, which I, I have yet to, as even as the storyteller, gain knowledge to the the lore of what they, because like, it could be. I was trying to think think of it. You know, I was going to lie and say I knew, but the rabbits I consulted for this story. You know, I was going to act like, oh, it's like he's Richard's son, this rabbit Terry, but. And, you know, or it could be like something they were watching on TV, like Jason Richardson was playing today in the NBA playoffs, which I'm not sure he was. But, you know, maybe this rabbit was born three exactly three years ago when Jason Richardson might have been playing. But I don't know. It's a closely held secret by rabbit, bunny rabbits, of what their, their second name means. But so this bunny's name's Terry Richardson. But we'll just go with Terry because we know is born on terry cloth probably has something to do with telling the rabbits apart but i don't know if that's really important to this story so we got this rabbit named terry and this rabbit terry was different than other rabbits otherwise why would we tell this story strangely enough this rabbit was obsessed terry and it's it's terry with a y but this happens to be a female rabbit terry which could be an i or a y let's not the rabbit community, it's the same stigma, unfortunately, with Terry. And why can't Terry just all be treated? doesn't matter if it's an I or Y. This is a female, young female rabbit, bunny rabbit. She grew up obsessed with the little mermaid. And she dreamed of one day being a mermaid. And, you know, the rabbit community, she was, uh, I mean... You know, at first it was like something cute, and you know, she was just like a a tiny bunny. And it was like, oh, you're gonna be a yeah, you're you're gonna be a mermaid, great, great. And she would sing the songs of a Little Mermaid. And at some point, people were like, you know, that movie came out in like a long time ago. Like, aren't you? You know, other rabbits would pick on her and say, you know, what about Belle, or what about um. That other one, you know, that came out after Belle, the, the dark years, when, you know, they were exploiting things. And, you know, Pocahontas and Mulan. And what about the direct-to-DVD years, like Ginger Baker and, um, you, you know, the Hunchback for Notre Dame's girlfriend. And the, obviously the rabbit was like, oh, it's a little mermaid. You know, it's great. You know, the rabbit's like, just so you know, The Little Mermaid was made by the 12 Angry Men. And people were like, no, it wasn't. And it's the eight wise men, I think. And they weren't around when The Little Mermaid. But, you know, rabbits, as you can tell, and it's not common knowledge that rabbits are really difficult. They're really arguers. And I don't know if it comes from their... Like too much beta carotene is one theory. There was this scientist, uh, his name was uh, Mator, 
Dr. Mator, and he was a famous, famous rabbit researcher, which is not saying a lot. I mean, famous is basically a lie, an unknown rabbit researcher because scientist. But he had this theory called the RHOA, Rabbitoid Heightened Obsessive Attitude. Rabbit, rabbit obsessive heightened attitude or something, something like that. I don't know, it was a theory, never proven, that because of the beta carotene, it triggered this reaction in the rabbit's brain that just made them irritable. And it's strange that such a, a cutesy little creature could be dangerous. And these are, I'm not just talking about the rabbits in a cage. I mean, you're, you put a rabbit in a cage, you're going to break its spirit. You know, and if, if it can bite you, it will. I mean, a lot of kids might be listening to this and remember the tales of Benicula. But that's not important. That's not what we're here. We're here to talk about Terry. So Terry is obsessed with being a mermaid. And everyone gave her attitude. And it's not, a, you know, the beta carotene thing is why she got a lot of attitude from other rabbits. But she was like, you know, I'm going to be, one day I'll be a mermaid. And never occurred to her that rabbits don't swim. I mean, I mean, I've seen cats, more cats in the water than I have rabbits. And I've seen almost zero cats in the water. But, I mean, think about it. Think about it for one second, or however long I chitter-chat for. There's a, the only thing less seaworthy than a, a a cat, at least, is nimble. A, a rabbit is like uh, shaped to sink right to the bottom. I mean, and then their floppy ears and their fur—they're just not a water-bound animal. And I could be wrong. I mean, you might be a biologist listening to this, pulling your hair out. But you know, I'm talking about the real world here, bro. Not about your uh, rabbits with your. You know, your rabbit theories. I mean, I have my own rabbit theories, but whoa, we're, we're way off track here. So we got a rabbit named Terry. Dreams of being a, a mermaid, particularly a little mermaid. But as Terry got older, it went from being a, a little mermaid to just being a mermaid in general. And still people scoffed in, in the community she lived in at the idea of a mermaid. And, and it didn't help that she lived in a landlocked state. Pick your landlocked state full of rabbits. I don't want to leave anybody out of this story. So if you live in a landlocked state, it could be your state. Congratulations. I also don't want to embarrass myself on poor geography. I mean, but and if your state's not landlocked, well, Terry didn't live in your state. But so you got this rabbit named Terry, and she wants to be a mermaid. Everybody's telling her she can't be a mermaid. That's the gist of the story. And she happens to suffer from this RHOA, you know, bad attitude. So when people tell her she can't be a rabbit, she tends to kick them in the face. And so at some point she gets thrown out of her community. And she sets out on her own. And she goes, you know, standard. This this is boilerplate stuff that we can just breathe through. Breeze through. Goes to, you know, different other communities. Cows pick on her. So she'll never be a mermaid geese never be a mermaid everybody and then lo and behold terry happens upon this little girl named ginger and ginger adopts her wild rabbit what are the odds that a, a nice young little girl 
would adopt a wild rabbit, but Ginger finds Terry one time in a field. Ginger happens to just be doing little girl stuff. Ginger's probably like about six years old. She's gathering flowers. She has a little mermaid t-shirt on. And Terry sees it and she's like, ah, ah. You might be asking yourself, how is this little rabbit exposed to the little mermaid? Well, that's not what the story's about, but believe me, she watched this little mermaid movie about you know, as many times as most little girls watch it. Thousands. And, you know, it's easy to do because The Little Mermaid clocks in at under 90 minutes. I think it might be 82 or 87 minutes long. But, you know, the movie is wound tighter in a masterful way. Like, just, the movie's hitting the marks. It's doing its job. Simple story, well told. Unlike this one. <laughs> Ouch. That hurt because it was true. But I'm trying to make this thing up as I go along. Got a little Jekyll and Hyde there. But so Terry the, the was the rabbit that wanted to be the mermaid. Gets adopted by Ginger. Goes to Ginger's house. Ginger's six. She starts school. Terry figures out how to get out of her cage. Figures both parents are working. Why not help myself to this thing I've been hearing about, this internet thing? Boom. Terry gets on the internet. Now talk about a whole new world. Imagine yourself as a rabbit that wants to be a mermaid discovering the internet. Jackpot, right? I mean, she finds a whole subbing community of other rabbits. And I'm not going to say they're in prison, but maybe the rabbits view it that way. By humans, but also by society that says, Hey, you're a rabbit, you can't be a mermaid. Rabbits don't swim. Mermaids don't exist. Rabbits can't grow tails. That whole thing. I call it uh, anti-rabbit mermaidness. Just closed-minded. You know, society's turned its back on itself, and imagination's died. I'll be honest with you folks. But so, not on the Internet, hasn't. So Terry, every day, when Ginger and her family go off to work in school, she's on the Internet. She starts gaining expertise on... First, she, she goes down the road of science, and she quickly learns after many, you know, genetic papers and even even mad scientist stuff that the idea of growing a tail is pretty unlikely. So science doesn't do her any favors. And then she goes down the road of mechanics and man-made stuff and starts to think like, oh, maybe I can make a tail, a mechanical tail, and then some sort of scuba system and or maybe I could have stuff like that and then she even thinks about like plastic surgery having her ears removed and grafted on her as a as a mermaid like tail none of that you know the internet oof, all that stuff's on there man don't go and research it because you don't want to but so Terry spends all his time and, and no, no no satisfaction but she still has this yearning to be a mermaid and, and who's, everyone's been judging her whole life, but she knows deep down inside her rabbit gut and her rabbit heart that she's kind of destined to be a mermaid. And then she's getting this bond with Ginger, and especially with school and stuff, that they, they try to spend a lot of time on the weekends together, and Ginger starts keeping her in her pocket on the weekends. Ginger's parents are, uh, they practice a, a Christian religion, Catholicism, Christianity, it doesn't matter. 
It's not super important. You can project what you want onto it. But they go to church, and Terry's in the pocket, and she's listening to the teachings. And they, she goes to Sunday school, faith formation, or whatever you want to call it, with uh, Ginger, and she listens. And at first, she 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 goes through all these different things about, is this, you know, should I pray to be a mermaid? Or, you know, is God going to, so, you know, a lot of, you know, religion's not easy for humans to absorb. So imagine a bunny trying to wrap its head around religion. But the one thing Ginger does get out of this is faith that, you know, maybe I don't understand how I'm going to become a mermaid. And maybe this dream is silly that I'm going to become a mermaid, but I have faith that I feel it in my heart and my gut, and it's important, even though it doesn't make any sense, and I don't know how it's going to happen, that I'm not going to hurt myself by just, like, saying I'm a fool. And then Easter comes, and she, 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 there's something about the experience of, whether it's a metaphor or there's something about the story of Jesus rising from the grave or being resurrected or reborn. There's something about that phrase that he has risen that echoes inside of Terry's heart and that it's going to be okay and that my dream of being a mermaid is just not totally whack. And then one day... As uh, Ginger's riding her bike, Terry falls out of her pocket. She happens to fall out at a bus stop, and next thing you know, a bus pulls up. She hops on the bus, hides under the seats. She's sitting on the bus, and what does she see on the signs on the, on the bus? But a sign for WonderCon. What, I mean, she's such an Internet expert. She remembers, like, a bunch of a subreddit she was in, a couple um, boards that she was on that... Uh, in the town she happens to live in, and it's a comic convention. And she starts to think about, wait a second, like, I could dress as a, a mermaid, and I could do, what if, what if I could do some cosplay? And what, what, what about, what about that? You know, what, what, could I do that? And somehow she finds her way back to Ginger's house, and Ginger was all uh, scared that she'd lost her rabbit on all days Easter. And her parents and her are like, happy, what a happy Easter. We have we have our rabbit back. And meanwhile, Terry's just waiting for them Monday to come so they go to school so she can start sewing herself a, a tail and working our cosplay outfit. Now, time, now, word from our sponsored post. There was a time. A time before. A time of doom. A time of darkness. A time when an evil rolled across our world and took our pets from our homes and made them vanish. And then came a band of heroes, unlikely heroes, unlikely heroes, a cat and a goldfish, a finch and an eagle, and a walking twig. And they banded together. And this is the tale 
of how unlikely heroes saved all the pets of the world coming to theaters soon, based on the famous book by Sonny Piedmont. Pet Rescue Saga Part 1 of 12 in theaters this spring. Okay. Okay, we're back from that sponsored post and back to the tale of Terry. The rabbit that wanted to be a mermaid. Which is too bad we couldn't just distill this tale down. But now that it's started, let's get on to it. So WonderCon was coming. Terry had her outfit. She had her dream. And Terry had, Terry had uh, kind of come to the realization that she had the greatest mermaid outfit. Cosplay rat. Cosplay for a rabbit mermaid outfit ever. And she also, this rabbit was so smart, Terry, that she left little things around the house, like based on different, like that of research she did on the internet of different things that the people in the house loved that Ginger's family loved. So Ginger loved Dr. Pepper. I mean, who gives their kids Dr. Pepper? I don't know. And I'll probably be sued by Dr. Pepper, but whatever. There just happened to be this promotional comic for that Dr. Pepper soda called the, uh, doc, it was called Tales of Dr. Pepper, and it, it was going to be at WonderCon, so she left tons of stuff around, and so Ginger was like, we got to go to WonderCon, i got to go meet, you know, Dr. Pepper, and, you know, they had this whole soda checkup, 12-step soda checkup that Dr. Pepper does to make sure, oh, you're low on flavor, that's not even a sponsored post, and, uh, so Ginger was obsessed with meeting Dr. Pepper at WonderCon. And Ginger's parents, before uh, Terry's intervention, they were having trouble. They were on the ropes, a relationship, you know, young child, a rabbit racking up the uh, Internet bills, and just stuff in life. But they happened to forget that uh, they both used to love reading ElfQuest. And they had never, like, they had both read it when they were younger and prepubescent. And they didn't realize that that was the kind of stuff they could, uh, um, what's the, pl- I mean, just role play. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with it. And not just role play, but also they, they went beyond the, just the sexual aspect to, uh, using it to, for conflict. They were using, oh, like, Let's look at this issue here and see how they manage this conflict here and see if we can reflect in our life. So in a very utilitarian and positive way, they use it not not just to save their physical relationship, but also their emotional and their partnership. And so and that was thanks to Terry just leaving little things for them to discover around the house. And just fast forward twenty years from now into the future that I can predict is that Terry will actually write a book about this whole thing, about the mermaid tales and how she's become a family therapist. And in the future, it will be acceptable. I mean, we're, our minds are limited now. You wouldn't go talk to a rabbit dressed as a mermaid for family therapy. But one day you will. Just, that was an aside, I guess. But so everybody's pumped up for this wonder con. And... Gin, uh, Terry even gets in that Ginger's head that she thinks she's, you know, dressing. She thinks she's the one into dressing Terry up like a mermaid, and then the family is, and not only they get her a mermaid tail, but they get her like a fake 
like a thing so that she can that it looks like she's even in the water swimming whole, whole float basically so she can kind of cruise around with wheels that look like it looks like she's a mermaid swimming in made out of shoebox really creative family really um you know props to ginger and her family for letting me talk about them so the day wondercon comes and uh the family goes and they're all excited and they get to the door and they get ready to go in and the, the security guy and it goes through their bags because you know i'm not knocking on any of these conferences but they don't want any outside food or drink uh, clue phone because they're looking to make money off you and but they knew that and then they see that he's this guy this security guard he's, he's like oh uh you know no pets no pets allowed and they're like oh no it's a member of our family whole to do but basically heartbreaking news is that terry can't come into WonderCon. you know only rescue animals allowed and they you know talk about how in a re- very real sense terry rescued their relationship and, you know, things were on the outs with the daughter, too, and, and she was having trouble in school, and her newfound interest in Dr. Pepper gave her all the sex. You know, they, they were there, you know, whatever. This, this rabbit, in a very real way, had rescued their lives, but that wasn't acceptable to this underpaid security guard. And they were like, what do you want us to do, just put the rabbit in the car? You know, that's not a good idea. And then Terry, in a panic, was like, I'm, I'm coming. And she bites the security guard's finger. Anyone that's been bitten by a rabbit knows that it's... And Terry knew to go, as most rabbits do somehow, to go for the meat between your thumb and your index finger. Where that's, I mean, that's the rabbit's sweet spot to, uh, to wound a human. And this guy gets wounded and Terry breaks for it. And the whole this whole Keystone Cop things comes, which would be hilarious to see if this wasn't a podcast, you know, with like Terry hiding under booths and then people in cosplay and she's like running under, you know, people's skirts and belt belt bell uh, what are those things bell bottoms for people that are wearing bell bottoms in cosplay or dressed as like, you know, I don't know whatever character wears bell-bottoms to Captain Bell-bottom. I mean, come on. So Terry's run around, and they have this particular day at WonderCon, they're having this big concert, or big contest. It's called, uh, it was called the Remember When Our Fandom Contest. And it was like on a throwback of like, what, what was your favorite throwback? And, you know, can you dress like that person? Kind of like a, a, I guess, I keep reusing the word cosplay, but like a costume contest. And so at some point someone stumbles upon Terry and they're like, oh, my goodness. And this fever sweeps through the room and the contest people hear about it and they're like, you know what, cancel the uh, showdown. We got our winner. This is like, I mean, if you could imagine a, a rabbit that actually looks like a mermaid. I mean, like at, at, if you're standing five feet away, you're like, what is that beautiful fuzzy faced mermaid and so everyone they they end up putting up terry meanwhile terry's family ginger and them they're upset but they're like also like well we lost her on the bus that one time so she'll probably find her way home and we got you know we gotta we got we got elf quest stuff to do i gotta 
My daughter has a uh, physical with Dr. Pepper to test her soda awareness and the five-point physical soda challenge and all that. So, but then they, um, they not to, I mean, this is one of those costume contests that everybody drops everything. I mean, I don't care if you're making out with Nathan Fillion, you're going to, you know, stop it and go see this contest. And he's going to be like, wow, whatever the equivalent for me would, you know, if you're making out with Elvira, you got problems. Is it, wait, when, when they reboot the monsters, Marilyn or, what was it? Not Marilyn Munster, but the blonde, the normal one. If I was making out with her, I'd stop to go see this contest. So they announced that the winner is this unnamed rabbit, and they just call it the Little Mermaid. Now everyone's going crazy and taking pictures and texting and gingering them fine. They're, you know, the security guard is like, I got bit by that rabbit, and people... That ends up the girl that I was just talking about, the Monsters reboot, makes out the security guard because he knew the rabbit and was hurt by it. Uh, so everything's great. So everybody's like, this is the best ever. But for Terry, it was kind of like, oh, this is like the apex. It's kind of sad. This is bittersweet. Like, I guess I could become like, a, I could keep going to this once a year, but something about it just, you know, it was like unfulfilling. And they're, they're getting ready to leave, and they're eating the, uh, they're eating their dinner at the convention hall, hot dogs and fries, uh, about seventy five dollars for four people, three people to eat, and a rabbit. And this guy comes up, and he's very, very artistic man. He's got looks like a beat poet, in a black turtleneck, black slacks, beret, dark glasses. And he kind of looks like a cross between, uh, like, Yoko Ono and uh, Leonard Nimoy had a child together. Which, may, this may be their son. You know, you can check with TMZ, but I'm pretty sure it is. I don't want to out Leonard Nimoy and Yoko Ono, but I have it on a good source. Dr. Pepper told me that they this is their child. So he goes up. This is a young man. I mean, I'm talking somewhere between the age of 18 and 35. And he goes up, you know, oh, your family was wonderful. So it's so nice to meet you all. And it's a wonderful costume. And they tell her, that, are you enjoy-? he's like, oh, are you enjoying WonderCon? And uh, oh, yeah, it was so much. They, uh, well, I, my, I, I'm an art, a comic artist, artiste. My name is, uh, my name is uh, JKT48, Peke Caballatonk. But you could call me Donk for short. I uh, that's my artistic name. My real name's uh, my real name's uh, Gary Nimoyono. But you could call me just call me Donk. I am uh, so inspired. I'd like to work on a comic about this rabbit who is a mermaid. I have a vision of a comic about a a rabbit who becomes a mermaid, and and now Terry's just sitting there like, holy cow! And, like, I wonder, I know you're close with this rabbit, if I could either visit it or take it from you and use it for a model. I envision a tale of a rabbit who goes under sea and has surrealistic adventures, you know, and has experiences and then one day unlocks the secrets of the universe. But mostly just as a mermaid and, and I, I, you know, I, 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 uh, 
do have both a, a love of sci-fi and music, so maybe I will make a musical about it. I was so disappointed with the directive videos of uh, The Little Mermaid. So I was wondering, would that be okay if I, if I start a comic about your, your rabbit who is a mermaid? And they're like, yeah, well, this is just, yeah, sure, that's what her family says. And, and Terry's just like the whole time purring. And everyone stops. They're like, only cats purr. It's not even physically possible for a rabbit to purr. And Donk, the uh, comic book artist, he's like, uh, ah, do you know what that sound is? It's like, a, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of research on, on mermaids and goes the glands that allow mermaids to uh, have their scales retract into human legs of some mermaids and allow them to hide their gills behind their ears so that they can breathe underwater. It makes a sound when they uh, breathe human air, like breathe air like a human. That sounds just like purring and your rabbit sees. And then Terry shakes, nods, nods her head. She's like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm doing. He goes, oh, I have a feeling this is going to be a long and wonderful tale of the rabbit who was a mermaid. And so for Terry, you know, Donk shakes her hand, and then the dad's like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have our lawyer contact you. And he's like, oh, can I take the rabbit just back to my booth, and you can come get it, at, you know, after you finish your hot dogs and stuff. and Or maybe I could keep it at my booth, you know, generate some signings generate some attention you know two-way street and then you know well yeah let's figure this out so terry goes back to the booth with donk and donk i mean those of you comic fans hello that uh you probably heard of donk he also wrote the um he, he he's famous for like this comic obviously it's strange that this wasn't in the trending twitter tales because it is 420 but he uh he has this comic kind of like a, a blotto comic called Vodka Bottle Full of Weed. And it's like this vodka bottle with attitude. So he, he's pretty well known, Vodka Bottle Full of Weed. Um, it's like a vodka bottle that's alive, kind of like not that much like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but a little bit. Um, so, yeah, he takes Terry back. and I mean, this is a departure for him a little bit, Vodka Bottle Full of Weed rabbit that became a mermaid but i have a feeling that terry feels that satisfied now that in some metaphorical sense she is actually beginning become a mermaid a rabbit who became a mermaid and while this is like a dreamlike experience following this tale um i don't know they they everything did eventually fall into place for the the rabbit that wanted to be a mermaid terry richardson the rabbit who dreamed of being a mermaid the rabbit who dreamed of becoming the little mermaid and did the end or is it no it really is the end for now i mean i mean unless till this guy gets a hold of me and you know if he wants to purchase the rights to because now i said it right I own the rights to that and the vodka bottle full of weed comic donk. So don't be trying, you know, don't mess with my... All right, good night's sleep.